You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> friends and welcome back to at the diner the flagship podcast here on the great geek refuge or the ggr pirate radio network or whatever the heck we're calling it this week my name is mike lunsford i am your host for this podcast i am also the editor-in-chief of our website it's greatgeekrefuge.com. lots of great articles lots of great podcasts there's a ton of great content out there for anybody who's looking for geeky nerdy stuff joining me as always when it comes to this wonderful at the diner podcast that we do i have two Fantastic uh, pod, pod, I can't even talk. Jeez. I'm so excited about this. I've got two great co-hosts. Um, one of which has his own podcast. It's called The Overflow. I just wasn't expecting him to raise his voice. That was a okay. porky pig guest host. Right. <laughs> Uh, fuck both of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you should check out The Overflow with MC Brooks. He has a great episode about Baltimore Comic Con that he was able to visit in our little uh, absence that we had here for a few weeks while we were off uh, moving into houses, having dental work done, having sinus infections and all that other fun shit. Check it out. It's a great episode about Baltimore Comic Con. His name is MC Brooks. Yeah. Glad to be back. Missed you guys. Yeah, man. Missed you too, buddy. Um, Fuck yeah. Congratulations to the newly minted homeowner himself. He's also a wonderful visual artist. He is also one of the most knowledgeable people that I know when it comes to comic books, when it comes to movies, when it comes to most media. As a matter of fact, you can actually check him out on a special episode that our uh, one of our editors, um, Mariah Beachboard, did all about uh, the Sandman, uh, where he is featured prominently discussing his knowledge of uh, Neil Gaiman's, I would say, like one of his, what's more, one more, one more than one opera, one more than one opus is an opera, right? Yeah. One of his, <laughs> one one of them real pretty books that he wrote. Um, 
<laughs> the Sandman, yeah. Uh, he, he talks exclusively about that, so you should check that uh, that episode out. It's on the uh, GGR Pirate Radio feed. Um, but you know him, you love him. His name is Professor James Rambo. I sounded so smart in that. That was weird. What, in that episode? Yeah, it's almost like I know what I'm talking about at times. It's fucking weird. It's, right? it's just so funny because, like, I know so little about that comic. Are you serious? And then but but it was like the questions i was asked i did like you know a little bit of research and i thought about it and i i had and it's also you know i mean there's also something said for just you know being your own worst critic and be like oh i don't know and maybe and then you ask me a question i'm like oh yeah that blah, 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 blah. um <laughs> so like you know if you get me with the right question i can definitely answer it um but yeah it was it was it's one of the few times i've listened to myself on like one of the shows um and I just because you know Mariah asked me to, um, and I was like, oh, this uh, this James Rambo fellow sounds like he has a future in this podcasting. <laughs> this young this young buck might be uh, might be uh, on to bigger things. I'll be honest, the future. Here. Yeah, um, I'm going to put this out into the ether of uh, the podcast airwaves because if I don't, I probably will forget and not do it. But you should check out the latest episode of Mike on the Mic that I'm doing. I interview a entrepreneur and lawyer who does a really interesting um, project. It's called Mighty. The guy is basically, hey, have you ever seen those like crappy, like we fight for you insurance guys that are on like like uh, afternoon TV, the ambulance chaser guys? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's trying to change all of that because his concern is, is that most people have no idea how the legal system works. So he wants to make sure that they're actually properly represented. Uh, it was a really, really, really good interview uh, with Josh Squadron, uh, the CEO of Mighty. Um, so check that out here real quick on the Mike on the Mic slash Mike Explorers um, podcast stream that I do. Um, I, it was a really, really, really good conversation. And uh, I got awesome. to flex, flex some of my knowledge that I have when I'm not doing nerdy, geeky shit, you know, in like my day job. Like it was, it was cool to like for us to go back and forth because I was like, I know this thing that you're talking about, and let's let's talk more about this nerdy thing. Um, but let's talk about another nerdy thing. Let's talk about something that was. I was really scared to watch this movie, and and I'll tell you why. Uh, and that's Wakanda Forever, because there's so much expectation after. Chadwick Boseman's passing, there was going to be these just lofty expectations of what this movie was supposed to be, of what this movie could be, and like I was worried that it was going to be crushed under the weight of that, and that like no matter what, nothing was going to be good enough. If that makes sense, and like sure. I I want to give Ryan Coogler, I want to give all of the actors and actresses that were involved in this movie, like anybody who was involved in this movie, I want to give them applause because one, I thought the movie was great. But two, because they didn't shrink away from this. They knew exactly what, what they had to do. Um, there was a lot of backlash. I mean, we all talked about it. We talked about, like, they need to recast the Black Panther. There needs to be another Black Panther. You can't just let it go because of how important this character is. Our friend Ulysses E. Campbell talked about it at length and, like, one of the most passionate things I've ever heard him really, like, get behind. But, like, they took an unenviable task of having to replace... A legend i feel and i feel like they did a pretty damn good job all things considered um did the movie have flaws yeah there were a couple things that i was just like eh, this is eh, it's all right i guess but like overall i thought it was great i thought namor i thought what they did with him and changed his character like to fit what the mcu is doing i thought was fucking phenomenal um he was so well acted too uh tanak 
Huertas? Tanash Huerta, yeah. Tanash. Tanash Huertas. Like, outstanding. Just fucking outstanding. Um, In spite of all of Letitia Wright's bullshit that she does in real life, I thought she brought it on the big screen. Um, Angela Bassett does not age. Um, She cannot be killed by conventional means. Um, (laughs) Like, she... She is, yeah, like she she brought it. Um, you know, you know who I was disappointed with? Martin Freeman. Yeah. I feel like he was, I feel and it's not as an actor. I, I I felt like his I just his role. Just overall, as Everett Ross, I was a little disappointed because I feel like he didn't do enough. And this is more to the script than it is to him. But like he was just kind of like an afterthought. And that's fine, because ultimately it's not about him, but like I feel like that was an un. I mean, they, I guess they wrapped it up, but like the whole thing with him and with Val, like that was some interesting shit. I was like, why don't we get more of this? But then it's also like, okay, so this is Black Panther. I get it, but like, it just seemed like it was. We're just telling a little bit of a piece of a story. It's that thing everybody gets mad at Marvel about. Well, I feel like you're just doing this to advance to the next thing, which is literally the fucking point. But like, it felt tagged on. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I didn't feel like it was it really added much to the story itself. Um but overall, like just fucking solid flick, man. And like dealing with grief and loss and like how you overcome that and how you move on was just just a solid solid flick, man. And like I can't wait to see what else they're gonna do. Um I'm really, really, really interested about that post credit scene and like what they plan on doing with uh with that. Um by the way. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, spoilers. Um, so yeah, don't listen if you haven't watched it yet, because there are going to be spoilers aplenty about this. I just talked for a whole goddamn like 25 minutes. Um, let me get it to you guys. Um, I feel like it's only fitting that MC go first because he's literally wearing a Black Panther t-shirt right now. So Fair. like- And the watch. And the, you have to fucking watch that. Cool. watch, yes. Nice. Um, I have a Black Panther t-shirt that my wife has stolen and I'm very upset about it. So I have God. to have another one. So. Damn it, Sandy. Fucking Sandy every time. <laughs> yeah. MC, man, give us your thoughts on uh, on Black Panther. Um, so, yeah, no, I was, I, I was, I think much like, much like you and like most other people, this was one of probably my most anticipated movie for this year, but also a movie I didn't actually, like, I... I knew it was going to be a heavy watch, you know, going into going into it um, just because of everything surrounding the, you know, the passing of Chadwick and just the the, the way just the reactions from the first trailer. The fact that so many of us were moved to tears just from the the teaser and the the no woman, no cry and everything like it was it was a lot. So like I, I went into it kind of expecting that it was yeah i was gonna i was gonna finish i was gonna you know leave the theater being like oh my gosh and yeah no that i i i love the movie um i just i'll just say that up front it was it was it was two it was two and a half hours that kind of breezed by because there was seeming there there was a lot going on just at various parts uh various parts of the movie um which you know which you know, like I, I can see both sides of, uh, you know, people who had issues with the length of, with the length of it, but I, I didn't personally have, have an issue with the length of length of it. I felt like they, you know, they, it, I didn't feel like there was much in there that was like, oh, they could have kept this or le- left this on the cutting room f- floor. 
outside of the stuff with Ross. Um, I, if he were not there at all, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> um, but 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 I will say, just as far as his character, like I don't think he needed to have a bigger role because I think he he served he served the role that was necessary for him to for this to still have MCU connections, right? The fact that through his through his through his character we got uh we got uh we got basically the lens of how the rest of the world is viewing wakanda in the aftermath mm -hmm. of the post credit scene from the first one when they said oh yeah we're going to open up our you know we're going to share with the world and so on and so forth and you you hear i want to say it was um you hear in um oh god what is it I can't remember if it was when he's talking to Val or if it, when he's talking when he's uh, talking to uh, Shuri and Okoye, where he, he talks about the fact that like, oh yeah, no, they want to destabilize Wakanda. Like it's not like he's, he's doing like the CIA shit that we kind of expect. Cause like one of the criticisms I remember from the first movie was the idea of like making a CIA agent a good guy in a Black Panther film, yeah. knowing the the relationship that the CIA has had to Black people in this country, um, it's just it it feels a little iffy to have not only him be a hero, but him be like as 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 big to have as big of a role as he did in in the, in that first film. It just it felt it felt kind of weird. Which and so like I was okay with I was okay with. Um, with uh with with him having a more reduced role in this one and like i say i think his just him him just being the C, him just being the cia agent and you know kind of showcasing that like much like in real life the cia is also corrupt in the mcu considering what they what you know what they want to do what the us wants to do in terms of attacking wakanda and, and destabilizing it and then val obviously you know Oh, very much admitting, oh yeah, I've dreamed about what I would do if the U.S. were the only ones with Wakanda, with uh, with vibranium. Um, but like that aside, I agree with you. Letitia Wright was was fantastic. Like I, I wasn't sure she, she was great in the first movie, and maybe it was because there was a four year gap between the first movie and this one, and you know we we saw her in uh, Infinity War and Endgame, but she wasn't like as her role was not as big as it was in the first one or or this one but like for for her to be such to have such horrible horrible beliefs in real life she was fucking fantastic as shuri um in this and and having rewatched this just this morning like you did so so many of her performances uh i i could i could feel it like i felt like oh no she actually lost like she actually lost the brother here and i'm i'm feeling it in 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 her performance and i'm feeling the rage she has because she lost her father he lost her brother and then loses her mother over the course of the movie also and for her to be such a skeptic towards the 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 gods and the the higher powers it's like well what the fuck so like i like i i, I very much felt felt her rage in this and i thought she was she was absolutely fantastic. I mean, they were great performances just all all across the board. Uh, I don't. I guess should I, Namor, Namor. They call him different stuff all all throughout the movie, so I don't know which one is the right thing. 
Um, but uh, Tanaj was was fantastic. I, I I know that there are some. I know that Universal doesn't want to play nice with Marvel, but like whatever they need to do to like get that film franchise going, like please do it because I, I think I think all of us would like to spend more time with with uh, the people of Talakan with Namor himself, and and also just seeing what kind of player on the world stage Talakan um, now becomes now that like. Wakanda knows of their existence. The rest of the world doesn't, but it does beg the question of okay, like what what is going to be the next thing? Where where are they going to pop up next? If, if they did do a film franchise, what kind of conflict um, do you uh, do you set up? Uh, one of the YouTubers I follow actually uh, was like that was hoping that because Val was in was in it and because of her connection to Hydra that you do a thing where it's like Black Panther and Namor versus Nazis um in in a future in a future thing um which I I, I would 100% be here for but um yeah like I I have I have a lot more to say but uh, the the movie was 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 great it was like they they should win all the awards um for this I I I I have issues with the post credit scene, and I'm sure it'll, I'll talk. I'll get a chance to talk about that eventually. Um, but yeah, like I, I absolutely, I, I loved it. I think it is. I think it is. It's definitely the best movie they put out this year, uh, with with no shade at all to Doctor Strange and more shade thrown to Thor four. Um, but I, but but this is hands down. I think the best thing that they've done. Um, that they've done this year and yeah Ryan Coogler I mean for for them to have the impossible task of 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 you know because when Chadwick passed they had submitted the script for what the sequel was going to be and had to go back and redo it and uh Nate Moore didn't enter did an interview where he said that Ryan and the cast chose to make the sequel Marvel said that hey if you guys don't want to, like, if you guys don't want to go forward with this, if you if you need if you want more of a break before you come back to it, like, we can we can, we're willing to do whatever it is that you guys want to do, and you know, basically, it was a family family decision for Ryan for for the actors and for everyone involved. That like, no, we we want to push forward and do this, and we want to put something together to honor uh, not only. Chadwick's performance of T'Challa, but honor Chadwick himself, and yeah, they they did an awesome job given the the circumstances of everything. I'm, I know it's a sensitive subject, I really do, but there's a certain curiosity that I have that I want to know what the original story was going to be. Like I can, I, I want <sighs> they there there was some talk about what it what it was. Yeah. It, 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 oh, oh, um, fuck, uh, I can't remember. I don't think it was Nate Moore. Someone, it might have been Ryan. No, it was Ryan. Uh, Ryan Coogler yeah. said it. He, he actually said it in a sit down fairly recently. Um, where so the thing he admitted is the the whole T'Challa having a son, like that was always part of the script. That oh, was okay. always going to that was always going to be part of it. Um, and really, what it, what they what they wanted to examine. So so much like the MCU has gotten uh, has really gotten uh, has done a bunch of stuff surrounding like fatherhood. You know, examining the relationships between characters and, and their fathers, it was going to be kind of a similar thing here, with but, but specifically focusing on to, uh, on T'Challa as a black father, um, and, and him having to balance 
having to to saint uh, uh, uh everything that they announced in the post credit scene as far as wakanda and then having to also deal with the threat because uh, namor was always going to be part of it also and so balancing that also and just kind of really examining the a lot of the dynamics and interconnections between um between all between all of that um i feel like like i don't know if he said much more than that but i do he did say that that like that was a big that was one of the big things he really wanted to explore with the original version of what they had planned for this oh yeah. and also that more most likely it wouldn't have been ramonda who died in this movie like like one of one of them might have like one of the major one one other character may have past might maybe in Baku or Nakia or someone else but uh it, it seems to be that uh Ramonda at least in the original version wasn't probably wasn't going to be the one to die when when uh Namor flooded uh flooded Wakanda uh, yeah it's it, I, again shoulda woulda coulda you know like it, I, lo I love what they did but I, it's more just like the curiosity of the story of like how it would have yeah. played out had Chadwick not passed um Mr. Rambo, what say you on uh, on uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that... Uh, I thought everybody's performances overall were pretty impressive. Um, I was very pleased with... Uh, I was especially pleased with Tanach Huerta and um, all of the not-Atlanteans um <laughs> what they call them isn't it like talakinese or to know i honestly don't know like did they did they use a term i, I yeah I it, remember at the at the very it, it was at the the very end and i only know this because i i caught it when i watched it when i watched it earlier today i i, I caught it um when him and shuri are basically announcing like hey like stand like we're we're good I, I want to say he called him like Talakan Nils or something like that. Um, and basically telling like, cause he said it in his language, it had the, um, the subtitles. No, the I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think I want to say this what it was. It was like Talakan Nils or something like that. The people of Talakan. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Mike. No, I was just going to say like, we hadn't talked about it yet, but my bad. Never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Go, go. Sorry. <laughs> um, Tosh Huerta in particular, I thought, did a phenomenal job uh, bringing that character to life. If I had one gripe about his performance is that he wasn't enough of a dick. Um, and even that is like, we we, we have the seeds planted. Like, there's there's we're clearly going to be getting more uh, of that kind of thing. Um, he's That's the thing. He's not outwardly enough of an asshole. He's definitely arrogant, and he's definitely uh a jerk he's just not big enough with it um he's a but uh douche basically like yeah and, and yeah. like like yeah namor is a prick like that is a, that's a guy who, you know what you know what like to some degree the way that uh like him and black adam are very similar characters um in terms of like their their overall outlook and attitude um but yeah i thought uh i i i i don't necessarily agree with like expanding his role but i thought that the subplot with uh martin freeman was underdeveloped um 
I do think the movie is a little too long, but I absolutely understand why. Um, because for the most part, a lot of the things that I'm like, you could cut that down were things like uh, the long lingering shots that are clearly meant to like be expressions of grief uh, and sadness. Um, and I, I get why they're there. I 100% understand why they're there. I don't know if they work within the narrative as well like i don't know if they support the movie as much as they support the experience if that makes sense um i really wish nakia was black panther i i really really wish nakia had become black panther um i thought the teacher right did a great job oh um that was one that? of the other i was gonna say that was one of the other things that for ryan did mention that that there were when they at when they had to redo the script they had internal conversations about either uh nakia or mbaku taking over the mantle if for the sequel uh i really wish it had been one of the two of them um and and nakia doing it would be um a little more poetic um it makes more sense i think it may it would have made more sense especially given that like the, like the the central when you when you look at the 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 central conflict from the first one, Nakia's approach is the one is the one that was smack dab between T'Challa and Wakanda and, not doing anything and mm-hmm. Killmonger going to the extreme with it. Like her being yes. essential of we we have the resources we should help. Like we 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 can do something. Not doing anything is not an option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I disagree with you guys. I feel like it needed to be Shuri. I feel like she... Oh, no, no, I have no issue with it being Shuri. I have no issue with it being Shuri, but I I, I think Nakia would have also, like, she had a legit case to also take on, especially, especially with the fact that they pretty much cemented her as, like, T'Challa's wife, or at least partner, in them having a son. So, like, it, it, it it would have made a ton of sense narratively for her to also... Uh, or, or well, let me phrase, because she wouldn't have wanted to deal with the politics of having to do having to be to deal with the the throne yeah. also. So yeah. like that part of it wouldn't have lined up. But in terms of her, if she if she had had the desire to take on the mantle, it would have it would have made sense for her given her relationship to T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm 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 not upset that it's Shuri. I am upset that it's Letitia Wright. Um, to, yeah. quote, to quote you, man, I wish shitty people were bad at things. I wish shitty like, people were bad at things. Yeah, it would be so much easier. It would make so much more sense. Um, it would make me more comfortable. Um, I thought that the I thought that Eric being the one that Leticia, that Cherie sees when she goes. And sees like the like the dead ancestors was a stroke of genius. Yes, I thought that was a really yeah. great idea that yep. really speaks to her state of mind. Um, and I felt like I felt like they would have done. I felt like they would have done that regardless of like for the sequel in order to have Killmonger come back. Even if T'Challa had been around for for this, had when he went to the planes, he would have had a conversation with with Eric and like yeah, anyway, yeah, definitely, yeah. It, it, it's it's. I mean, for one, if you any excuse to get Michael B. Jordan back on screen as that character, um, but two, like it, it does make sense in terms of like 
you're basically you're given what you need not what you want uh like she almost certainly was expecting to see t'challa and no or maybe her father no that's not what you get mm -hmm. um you get what you need to see now and who you need to interact with um i was impressed with how many moving parts this movie had and it still managed to to work overall uh it's got some flaws here and there um yeah. some but of the CGI considering is not great say again this, i thought some of the cgi and some of the fights was not great there's there's again uh, moving parts yeah. uh you know considering how much is going on at once in the end um it was always going to be tough to pull that off um but yeah like i was i was plenty pleased um i am very curious to hear your complaints about the the about the child's son oh okay i mean i can i can get yeah we can i can get into it now uh, i mean really my the only issue that i that i have with it now um is because you know i've I did a podcast about this and I've, I've, I feel like I've said this before too. Like I am someone who also believes in like recasting the character. Yeah. And I feel like them, them introducing his son and giving him the name of Prince, you know, Prince T'Challa yeah. is almost like Marvel's way. It's pretty much Marvel's way of cementing that they're not, not only not going to recast T'Challa, but hey, we they still have a T'Challa in MCU. He's just six six or seven years old yeah. now, and you know it'll it'll probably be at least in terms of the where the MCU is a decade or so before you know he would realistically be able to get inside of a suit of some kind, even if they did it in like a Young Avengers type of ordeal a decade yeah. from then. Um, so, I mean that's that's that's. Like that's that's kind of really what it is. It feels like a like very much a, a nail in the coffin in 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 in, in terms of that. Because much of the pushback to uh, to re to uh, people who have desired to see the recast have been like, well, you don't know what they're going to do. Marvel, you know, they have their plans and whatnot. Like I don't doubt that. I I don't doubt that at all. But like this, like them doing this feels like the, just the nail in the coffin for that. Because I don't know how. I don't know how you would bring a T'Challa back and have him interact, have him have a son who's not his son. If you were to do the variant route, you have a son who's not a son um, who he has to interact with. And then in this movie in general, they, the, the, Wakanda is very clearly grieving. I can't imagine Marvel having the balls to re-traumatize an entire nation by saying, hey, Here's your dead king. He's back. <laughs> like, so like I it it for me it, it it felt the the like I like it just felt like like I you know there's no fight to be had as far as wanting the character to to come back like I like I like it wouldn't surprise me and like you know when Secret Wars happens will they have like a variant show up for like the fights oh of course that there will there will very very easily be uh be uh, a variant i feel like in secret wars but for as far as the mcu and uh yeah as far as the mcu it just seems like yeah they're they are content to just this character is just going to be dead forever until um you know his son grows up and and is then the t'challa in in 
in the MCU. That's, I mean, that's really the only the the, the issue I have with it. it. Felt like it's 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 further cementing the fact that they're not going to um, recast uh, that care recast um, uh, to th that character for the MCU. See, I thought that was a really elegant solution to that problem. I thought that it was a a, a fairly slick way to. Oh, yeah. um kind of bypass having to recast and having to come up with what would almost certainly be some kind of convoluted i mean like you can't really after this movie you can't really recast him no no a thousand percent um right. and I, I thought that um i mean because and we can go back and forth all day we're i, I think me and you are all both on the, on the uh actually, i think all three of us are on the same page in terms of like they should have brought someone else in um and or, or at least like left it ambiguous in this movie sure whether, yeah whether or not whether or not he's disappeared yeah, the child's like, disappeared yeah, he's and we have somewhere. to figure something else out and blah 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 yeah um but i i think you know with the direction they went i thought that there was i mean that kid's not gonna stay a kid for very long yeah uh that kid <laughs> is gonna be a teenager or an adult man within a movie or two um <laughs> through like the magic of whatever the fuck like he's gonna get lost yeah. somewhere and you know time travel blah 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 now he's grown up um i at which like you know that you know they they basically said the same thing with uh uh john kent in uh the recent superman comics where oh, he yeah, was I think I, yeah i think i said i think i heard something about that yeah he was he was like a little kid he was like you know 11 or 12 years old and Chronicle Bendis came on and was like, I don't want to write a little kid. I'll write like like you know, teenage boy, but I don't want to write a little kid. And so they just aged him up um through I don't know, some bullshit. But yeah. uh it's I, I I yeah, I thought that was a really slick way to go about that. I thought yeah. that was uh an easy way to kind of get around having T'Challa without having Chuck T'Challa. Yeah. Uh, without have without it carrying the same kind of baggage, yeah, that recasting that role would be, um, and I think it ends up. Yeah. I, mean, I, I totally get it. Like I, 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 I absolutely understand the frustration of it. But I do think that this is a, um, a clever detour, yeah, in terms of of getting around a lot of those problems. Uh, but we will certainly see. Yeah. Um, is that a, a good? Well, I was gonna, no, no, go ahead. I, I was going to, a bit of a, a subject change. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the only thing, my, this is kind of a, a subject change too. Um, only because uh, I think a route, and it's a route that they could still explore. You know what? I'll, I'll save it for later because this is kind of like speculation for what they could do for a third one. So, okay. Yeah. Do y'all know the uh, the whole thing with Tanach Huerta and swimming? No. No, what? <laughs> So the, the sort of the last, uh, the last straw, but like the last, you know, like, oh, by the way, can you blah? Uh, in, in casting him was like, oh, well, you can swim, right? And his response was, I haven't drowned yet. And he said that like two or three times. And the reason he said that is because, no, he could not swim. Um, <laughs> he, he did not know how to do that. And he did the classic Hollywood thing of like, of course I can roller, roller skate. And then you immediately go and learn how to roller skate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking, you know, Kukul Khan did not know how to swim before the movie <laughs> started filming. Um, and he learned, you know, just beforehand. Um which is fucking great. Uh, 
there was a, a I, I hadn't considered about the 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 sort of potential implications for storytelling with the fact that Namor is as old as he is. Um, he was born. He said he was born in the 1500s. We don't know exactly when in the 1500s. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that means he could be anywhere from 25 to 95 when 1602 happens. And 1602 is a Marvel comic that is a it's Neil Gaiman his like reimagining of like uh, you know alternate universe Marvel um, where it's uh, uh, it's all. Um, God, I can never remember these time periods properly. It's Renaissance, maybe. I don't know. It's it's fucking ruffles and shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Renaissance works, yeah. Uh, yeah, Renaissance or Victorian, which are like you know four or five hundred years apart or some shit. Um, but it's 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 all old time stuff. Not a it's, history podcast. <laughs> it's 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 you know uh, uh, mutants are there and Doctor Strange is there and all that shit. Um, but it's, you know, discovering the new world and all that kind of stuff. Like, you could just have a young Namor um, hanging around, or like, you know, young, quote-unquote, young Namor. Um, yeah, like, like even that, like, you know, Namor, the fact that they gave a reason uh, for why his name is what it is, which could have been really ham-fisted and unnecessary. <laughs> um but I thought was actually kind of clever and 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 made some sense. Um, I like the idea that you know uh, you know what do we call you? My people call me Kukukan. Uh, my enemies call me Namor. Um, <laughs> and it's like oh shit! And he tells the story. You're like oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh you're the devil. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Overall, I was I was pretty impressed with it. I think that it it. it uh, is a good movie. I think it is a really impressively done um, uh, piece of filmmaking in terms of what they had to deal with, uh, what they how they had to approach certain things, uh, and how they were able to do so. I thought that was really impressive. And you know, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Angel Bassett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that that scene too. That man. that's that's that is definitely one of my criticisms. Is like, why do we have to like of all the like why? Like, I get in there. It 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 was it it makes sense for the story, but like, I mean, there's no shortage of eye candy, but like losing Angela, is still, <laughs> losing Angela is still like ugh. a lot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wants to have to deal with that. Um, yeah, it was I. I... I, I know why they did it. Do I agree? Eh, I, don't, I can't really say whether I do or not because, like, I feel like it had to. I, I'm not saying it's it's difficult because it's like, what what purpose would she serve with the story if she stayed around? And especially because they've made it clear that Ramonda, is... you mean? You're talking yeah. about Ramonda? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So, the reason I say that is like they've made it pretty clear that like this is Shuri's story going forward and like that's kind of what they do with heroes is like their parents have to be dead um and there needs to be like that that thing going on so like i can't say whether whether or not like she should have stuck around or, or she should or she, like and if she does then you don't have that scene where where shuri basically is like i'm gonna be the black panther but mbaku why don't you go ahead and challenge for the throne like 
because there's that storyline where she realizes my decision to do shit is wrong and Mbaku was right. Like he's the better leader than I am. And like, yeah. I thought that was, like, I thought it was a really interesting mm -hmm. take on this, but also like to basically say like, yeah, the, the old ways of, you know, this is the throne and this is the way that the lines are drawn and it has to be from this family lineage in order for you to be the ruler. Like, saying like no, fuck all that man like this is a new like because that that kind of ties in with what um the first one did was because at, at one point t'challa when he goes to the ancestral planet he's talking to his dad and his dad is like you know i did what i thought was right and he was like well you're fucking wrong dude and like realizing that you kind of have to make your own way when it, when you're the leader when you're the one running shit i thought mm -hmm. that that um that through line kind of uh was easy to follow in the second one for her um mostly like i didn't want to see angela bassett die because just i mean because you know she's angela bassett angela um bassett. yeah so like it's overall like yep. solid flick i like what they're setting up um i i thought um <laughs> i thought uh i thought okoye's suit that she had looked stupid um Straight out of the comics, it is with like yeah, some minor changes. Yeah, it the uh, midnight midnight angels. It looks dumb and I hate it. Uh, but, I mean, so oh, is she for most of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, oh, we haven't even mentioned Riri Williams. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was gonna bring I was gonna bring her up. Nah, she like I really enjoy this character, and like we only scratch the surface with the fact yeah. that she is basically. She's the new Tony Stark without being Tony Stark. Like, it's not Tony Stark's daughter. Like, I love that they didn't fucking do that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That we're going to get a spiritual successor, not the actual, like, heir to the Stark empire. Like, this girl's a fucking genius. She's at MIT, just like Tony was. Like, I love. Like, Peter will be. Yes. Like,. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all of these aspects that they're doing with this. I, I love that we're going to be but able to see some cool new shit i thought she was a little underutilized with this movie but again it's not her movie so like still thought she was cool i thought her suit looked weird i thought she looked like fucking samus from metroid like with the big shoulders and shit i was like yeah, oh, yeah. look at samus that's what her that, that is but it was accurate in terms of what her like mark one or two suit looked like yeah. it was it was much bigger than with it with the ultimate design and i and i, and I felt like that was also done too so that when Ironheart comes out, like she can, she'll get to make her own suit, and it'll be like the sleeker, you know, sleeker version of it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be good shit though. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and, I, she, and her I, series I, comes out soon, doesn't it? It's filming. I think it comes out like this time next year. Yeah, like like in like a year from now, or maybe early 2024. It, um, I think it definitely drops after Armor Wars. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it does. That's right. It, it, her series is the sequel is, is basically the sequel to armor to armor wars which is now a movie um so that means it's probably 2024 then because i don't think that is start they started filming for that just yet yeah i'm gonna have to look at the schedule on that because um, armor wars will be interesting as well yeah no i i agree i so i i loved riri and i think unlike unlike most of the other characters she's new and she she's already undergone a like a change in her characterization since you debuted like a decade ago. So like, it's like it kind of going into it. Like she's the character I was kind of the least familiar with in terms of any kind of comic lore. 
especially since it, it already uh, had to be had to be changed um, in that in that time frame. But I, I absolutely absolutely loved her character. I loved her dynamic with Shuri. Um, I love the things that it absolutely like little things that they set up in this that are obviously going to pop up for her and her own series. Just as far as like, well, Tony had Jarvis. How is Re who who's Riri going to have? I know in the comics it was Tony, yeah. but in this movie she learns about AI from Shuri, so now she yeah. can have she can have her. She'll be able to get the the information from her to have her own AI when she has her her own series. Um, and like, does that does that end up being you know because Jarvis obviously doesn't sound anything like Tony. Tony yeah. kept defaulting <laughs> to Brits. Yeah, uh, or not like Brits, but like, but to the you know to to you know well, a, a British man and an, an Irish woman. Um, <laughs> so does Riri want to go with somebody who's going to sound more and act sound and act more like her? Is she gonna you know like what's the what, where's the inspiration exactly. came from there? That like it's 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 so very cool. Plus, I uh, I feel like I might have mentioned this to you guys in the chat, and I don't remember if I did, but I saw this on Twitter that. Riri and Tony already have a very interesting connection because in Civil War, when he announced that uh, the funding for the projects, it's an annual thing, meaning that indirectly, even with Tony not being here, he would have founded the research that led to Riri making her first suit. Oh, shit. That's yes, fucking indeed. cool. Yeah. Like that, that, that is, that is such a, like a cool, cool little thing. Um, I'm sure they weren't initially planning on, but you know, uh, it, it uh, you know, adds adds layers to the to the the dynamic dynamic between them. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, she could have been used a little bit more, but I think even what we with what we did get from her, it was a nice introduction that makes me very interested to learn more about her character and kind of like like what about like what is it about Tony that got you that that, that you know that you wanted to rebuild to like build your own suit? What's the what's the connection point from a personal standpoint? um like you know how did you get how did you even get into tech i mean you're obviously smart as fuck you got an mit <laughs> and you're helping people with 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 stuff so like it, it for what we did get I, i'm i'm very intrigued to just see what they're going to like where her character like what her the arc for her character is going to be first for armor wars which i feel like there's obviously going to be some sort of like connection between her and Rhodey like that. They're obviously going to be setting up something. Maybe some, maybe Rhodey is going to take on the Tony Stark mentor since Tony is not alive in the MCU. And Rhodey ends up, ends up uh, being that for her uh, going into the, the Ironheart series. Um, I can I don't see know. that. I, I, I think he ends up, uh, no, I mean, the way I see it kind of working is he ends up being the, kind of um grounding force for her, her the way he was for tony oh, yeah. um like you you get the same kind of um like a similar kind of overall friendship dynamic but mm -hmm. the approach is different because of you know age and experience and um yeah so i think you get you like this combination of mentor and um just because you can think of it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having having to be like sort of a Jiminy Cricket kind of character, um, yeah. yeah, and and like and also sort of like you know dispelling 
some some maybe some some positive and negative notions about who Tony Stark is. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she's gonna come at it from potentially both a uh uh you know a very reverential place but also a very skeptical place uh and he can be the one to be like no that's not bu- that's not real this is bullshit that's true that's true yeah um and and really be able to show him as a real person um and 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 in doing so really help her to build her own uh uh, uh way uh, forward and and um have her do what she needs to do i i'm really excited to see the two of them together yeah me too it'll be interesting especially because the premise of i mean they're very like tight-lipped about what we think is going to happen or what is actually going to happen but it basically says that like armor wars is like tony stark's worst nightmare what yeah. if Stark tech gets in the wrong hands and well, like if it's anything like the comic books then like we may be seeing Justin Hammer come back, which honestly would be a fun man. That, yeah, that's the rumor that yeah. that the, the the like her rival character is going to be his son, if yeah. in Ironheart. Yeah, that'll be that'll be but, interesting. You just reminded you just reminded me of something too, that like the question of the tech falling into the wrong hands. Like I did see some like some speculation about whether. Her professor is like someone of note that we just haven't been introduced to since the fact that the professor challenged her to make the vibranium, uh, the the, the thing to find vibranium. And then somehow it just ends up with, uh, you know, in the hands of the CIA. Yeah. Like, that could be a bunch of characters. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen speculate. I've seen someone hint that maybe it's Doom or or not Doom. Um, some other char- just some other character. Like, yeah, I I'm 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 intrigued. This this movie caused everybody to replace Mephisto with Doom, in the sense of he was the secret thing involved with everything in this movie. So like with um with wandavision it was oh look it's mephisto and like he kept like everybody kept saying mephisto was involved in this but then with this one they were doing the same thing they were like oh that that, that's 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 dr doom obviously and you're just like "Eh, yeah you're straws here like uh, okay so take this with huge grain of salt huge grain of salt so i'll say this uh like i'm on i on reddit and i follow a bunch of leakers the the plot for Wakanda Forever leaked literally a year ago, like mm. November of last year, and, and it's funny because it came up in my Facebook memory. It came up in my Facebook memories, and I went and reread the thing that I had read a year ago, and literally it was the script of the the, the exact script of this movie, the, like the way everything happened. And the thing that one of the other the the the, the one one of the major differences though, is that apparently. One of the post-credit scenes was supposed to be they, they did because because they didn't they didn't cast anyone, but it was supposed to be a nondescript actor in a doom suit showing up in a post-credit scene for this movie. Now it was taken out because it does like hinting at doom in a in a movie about grief and loss doesn't hit. Yeah, it just it doesn't. It's not really the place for it. But it was but it was it was very much a thing and like people who were leaking stuff about this movie have said like no they absolutely filmed some sort of like someone in a suit 
for you know just to hint at this character's existence, much like they did with uh, with Thanos before they got actually got Josh Brolin um, for the what was it the Avengers movie first one yeah yeah there was a, it was it was basically a similar thing like that to tease you know uh, Phase Five since this movie did mark the end of it but it was ultimately removed and the only and thus the only post credit scene we got was the the one that we got in the movie featuring um, Toussaint. So I think what we'll do, I mean, like across the board, I'm trying to think, is there anything that we missed on on, on Wakanda Forever that we wanted to touch on? Because like, I think we can go into Guardians uh, holiday special now. No. Sure. Um, the, well, the, the last thing I'll say is one of the ideas. So one of the ideas that I would have liked for them to explore, and I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, there's a character from the most recent Black Panther run. Uh, his name is Tosin. Yeah. who kind of is like imagine the black imagine the black you use uh he's basically a speedster character he's like the flat he uses a vibranium as as a speedster there are these uh like he comes from like this this sect of wakandans who did not agree with how the empire most of the public were using were using vibranium um they held him in, in like such a different regard and eventually got to this point where they ended up like tattooing vibranium on them on themselves and what ended up happening is many of the people from that tribe ended up developing powers and abilities and there was this one character named tosin who kind of comes up as like this young revolutionary because like they were doing there was like like wakanda was on the verge of civil war because t'challa was was so distracted by his work with the avengers that he was not taking care of wakanda itself and so they did this whole this whole thing of like like continuing to explore this uh this theme of like well the old way of doing things is not working we need a new way to to bring up to to to, to do things and so like i i and the fact and, and also like they they also hinted at this tribe existing because in the first movie there are people with vibranium tattoos that you can see in some of the larger crowd shots when uh, T'Challa and Nakia are, are walking around. Um, but I think that that would have been a cool thing to explore because uh, I feel because like, Tosin does end up becoming or does end up becoming like the Black Panther by the end of that run, I believe. And I think that could be like a cool thing to do, like if they were to like for the next movie, like let's say you don't because of Letitia Wright being who she <laughs> because of being who she is that you don't want to keep her long-term as a Black Panther. So this could be another option to have someone come in. You don't want to do Nikea. You don't want to do M'Baku. So you have this other young, uh, this young guy who doesn't, who doesn't come from the bloodline, who is more familiar with like the, the daily life of the citizens of Wakanda because he's not royalty and have him come over and take over as the new leader, um, the new leader and as a Black Panther. I think that could be something that could be cool if they want to go that route, if they don't want to keep Shuri in that role going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It would definitely be an interesting take on it for sure, because like that's different than kind of what we've seen with the MCU. Um, but yeah, like the kind of it's it's an it's an interesting position they're in because with without um, Chadwick involved, tragically it kind of opens up the options of what you can do. You can do a lot now. Um, yeah. Not saying that like, 
Honestly, like obviously, all of us would would rather it the other way that he was still involved, that he was still here with us. Mm -hmm. Like, but like it, it does bring up a lot of interesting concepts and things you can do with a story and with a character that you like may it, not have been able to do otherwise. Yeah, and also consider also consider this: we still have the Okoye spinoff that's gonna that's gonna be coming, and they still have a a, a nondescript show about wakanda that is you know, that, that uh that are going to disney plus also and we don't yeah. exactly know what that is going to i mean it's going to be about wakanda obviously but we don't know what characters are going to show back up who are like who are we even going to be following in in that series is it going to be kind of like each episode is its own thing where we learn about just different are we going to spend like one episode with the jabari tribe uh one episode with a different with the door milaje like how is that going to go and so like they they them having options is a good thing. And I think even with them choosing to not recast, like this movie was still great. And I think Ryan, Nate, and Kevin have all shown that they can be trusted to to do something dope with, you know, regardless of the circumstances, even if it's not the recast. Yeah. Like they haven't steered us wrong yet. Yeah, I agreed. And I'd say that like, when you look at like the other tentpole franchise when you have like your your individual character movies um the only ones that i think that have been i wouldn't say better but like i feel like captain america's second one was better than the first one i don't think this one's so i can't even do that that's not even i can't com yeah you I, can't I, compare I, them because you it's can't a I, different situation yeah because so. it's because this movie in particular it is it is i would say it's impossible to completely divorce your emotions about the movie because it's about Chadwick yeah. and because it's about the, yeah, the grief. Like you can't, you can't. And so a comparison is not really fair because the first movie didn't have that baggage. No, it definitely didn't. And like the, uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention is like, man, they, they like really are leaning into the, United States of America is a bunch of bastards, like in this, and like they they were like, well, we won't walk, we won't vibranium, we don't give a fuck, and like it's it's interesting because of uh, going back to Captain America too, like with um with the Winter Soldier, you find out how involved and infiltrated Hydra was in Shield, and mm -hmm. like in the government and things like that, and like you would assume that that was all taken care of, but isn't Val like Miss Hydra or like, what was her title? Like in the comics? Um, what, Lady Hydra? Is, is Lady, yeah, Hydra. Lady, Hydra, Lady Hydra, Hydra, yeah. Yeah. So like, she's got connections to Hydra as well. So like, I'm wondering if that's going to be something that we're going to be, see, be seeing in these uh, upcoming series and it, movies and things like that. It really makes me curious about where on the line the thunderbolts will fall considering the group of the group of characters that they have considering at this point i think it's pretty obvious that val isn't to be trusted yeah um like it is it, going to call into is going to call into question like what exactly like with with the, with with those with those characters with us agent and black widow and and everyone else like where like madam hydra, is, sorry madam okay madam hydra yeah it's going to call in the question like what exactly their role is going is going to be are they going to 
Like, are do they, do any of their beliefs align with how Val is looking at things? Or is Val manipulating them into, especially because you have Bucky, he's part of this. Yeah. So, Bucky's so like, not knowingly going to work for Hydra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's really going to beg the question of, like, what is the dynamic between Val and the, the, the other uh, the members? I also think that they're going to add some, that, that there's probably going to be someone else added to that roster that we just haven't met yet. And it's just being kept under, kept under the wraps. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it does, de it definitely calls that into question. Like Val can't be trusted. And yet we're supposed to be following, like, is this going to be kind of like a, the suicide squad ordeal where these people are villains and we're not supposed to root for them, but we're going to root for them. How is that going to work given what we know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause like a lot of the characters that they mentioned that are going to be members of the, you know, the Thunderbolts. Yeah are not necessarily like villains like bucky's so, not bucky's not a villain some of them are just antagonists or just ass yeah. like like u.s agent is undoubtedly like an asshole yeah <laughs> an antagonist and if they um, betray him anything like they're portraying him in that current comic run that they're doing where um daredevil looks like ryan fitzpatrick oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> then like i mean they've they've basically like taken um they've taken that role of u.s agent and turned him into much more of a douchebag than than I remember him being. Oh no, he was always a soul dick. Yeah, was he yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was more of a like you know, because the way they portrayed it in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like yeah, okay, so he has some issues for sure, right? But like, there's a certain amount of like sympathy you feel for him where you're just like, man, this guy got fucked by this whole thing, and like. For them to strip all of his rank from him and like be like well sucks to be you dude you made us look bad like yeah but there's also implications of like how did he get that medal that he got yeah even he's uncomfortable with it because he knows that it's like not some... my, my take on that overall was um john has a lot of serious anger problems and he's aware of it He's just not doing a whole lot about it. Like, he almost, he def definitely did some fucked up shady shit to get his Medal of Honor. I think they alluded to and, him in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, too, didn't they? Say again? I think they alluded to him doing some shit. Oh, they very much do. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. There's very, there's, 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 I don't want to say direct allusions, but there's, there's very clear allusions to the fact that, like, something's up. Um, and even he is uncomfortable about it because he knows that like what he did was not okay. Um, I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't remember how many how, how much of it is like they kind of go into any of the detail about it. But there's definitely implications of like you did some fucked up shit. So like when he when he flips out and he attacks uh, and then kills that uh, you know that terrorist, uh, uh, one of the flag smashers. That's not the first time he's done something like that. Yeah. And more than likely won't be the last. Like, I think ultimately when he, I, I think ultimately he he's coming from a good place. He wants to do good, but he does not have the self-control that someone in his position should have. Um, particularly not now that he um, is superpowered now that he actually has uh some like proper super heroic abilities uh it was bad enough when he was just a guy uh in, you know in the suit 
but now it's like oh no now now there's like you know you put uh you put a gun in this man's hand like that's you've made this very dangerous um so yeah i don't i don't think i mean i know there's times when u.s agent has showed up as a villain but i don't know if he's really properly been a villain overall consistently um he is much more if steve rogers is captain america uh john is captain united states what did, what did we call him um first lieutenant um usa <laughs> <laughs> USA. You had a bunch of them, man. You had a yeah, bunch that, of really that was a good uh... <laughs> um but like you know, he he's you know, Steve is a guy, you know, I I fight for the dream. John fights for the country. And because of that, he like he's he's the guy who will fall in line because he's been given orders. Um yeah. whereas Steve is gonna stand up for what's right, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so if he's, if he's told, you know, Hey, what we're going to do, it might not be the best, like, like the, 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 the ends just by the means 100% with him. Yep. Um, so even if it ends up being, um, something unpleasant, Hey, this is what America has to do to, uh, to stay a superpower, to keep everybody safe. You know, and if you disagree with that, well, hey, you weren't there. And even if you were there, you don't understand what I had to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's definitely like I'm excited to see that like him and Bucky Bunny heads again. Um, yeah. And and the the way in which that's going to play out. The fucking scene where he's fighting the door of Elage and Bucky's like looking strong, John. I guess, <laughs> fucking one of my favorite scenes, man. I love that shit. So much that we. Oh so fuck that! I gotta I gotta rewatch that show. Yeah, yeah I actually um, want to do a rewatch on it as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just letting him just get destroyed. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. No, come on, Captain America, do it up. You're cool. You got this, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I I I really appreciate the way that they they lean in the fact that like this is a guy who needs validation, and he's gonna get it any way he can including you know if that means the wrong people are the ones validating him yeah yeah um yeah i, I really want to rewatch that one for for a couple of reasons um but like mostly because like i want to know more about about bucky like i mean i know enough about him but like i almost want more story from him because like to be one a sleeper agent like he was for as long as he was two like where where is he i think yeah i really think i just need to rewatch uh falcon and winter he, they they delved into it a little bit but like man do i feel bad for this dude because like bucky was this sleeper agent he was tortured one would assume he had that robot arm installed on him he they gave him the super soldier serum which i didn't know um, I didn't. I didn't understand that until they made it clear in this that they had given him the super soldier serum, um, or at least some version of it, some Russian yeah. variant of it. Um, you know what's crazy is there's. I think I shared the TikToks with you guys. There's some really interesting theories out there about the um, the heart shaped herb being involved as part of the component for the super soldier serum, uh, and in fact that it makes sense that it would be involved in that because they also used vibranium to create cap shield mm -hmm. and like 
that's really interesting, especially because um, when he goes back in time and then comes back as an old man, uh, he has a new shield because his mm -hmm. original shield was destroyed in the fight with Thanos. So where the fuck did he get that other shield? I mean, unless he just went back in time and just grabbed the shield. I mean, like, that, which I guess he could, you know, but like, like, hang on. Yeah, but then he doesn't have the shield overall. Yeah, it's, yeah, there, there's, there's questions. Um, but like, I, that's the thing I'm still itching for. I want, I want this, I want a story. I don't think we'll do it because I don't think Evans is going to come back, which is a bummer. But like, I want a story where it's like, hey, Steve Rogers is back in time and he's with Peggy and everything's great and he's in love and maybe there's some super children as well um but like i yeah. can't affect history but fuck that i have to because i'm captain america like i just don't see it in his makeup to just let history continue on its path of bad shit happening and him doing nothing like i just don't see that happening i just don't feel like that's in part of his nature i personally think that would be an awesome story i would love to see it i don't know if it'll happen though yeah sure cool yeah, yeah. Um, i mean that's that is right for a um you know one hour special presentation yeah yeah, yeah. half jumping through time and we get i mean like and, and you know you know it could also mean the fact that the red guardian wasn't lying yes yeah I'm saying my story is not the... <laughs> <You're> <laughs> saying my story is... <laughs> i mean I what they to... should probably do, make it animated if you know chris won't come back for it yep true make it a what if yeah or it doesn't even have to be a one if a what if it can just be like a strict one hour yeah. special presentation like the the guardians one that we're about to discuss oh, yeah. and just make it make it animated or even or, or 3d just do something fun fucking something fun yeah for sure um on that note perfect segue mc brooks you goddamn professional um we're gonna go ahead and wrap up our conversation about uh black panther wakanda forever and other mcu tidbits because we want to get into the holiday season there is an awesome Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, you definitely should uh, check it out as soon as you possibly can. But just giving you a heads up, too, at the end of this episode, we're letting you know, don't listen to the next episode if you have not watched the um, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special because we're going to be giving away spoilers because there are actually some spoilers in this Christmas special. Not too many, but like there's, there's a pretty big one, I feel like. Um, so big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to James Rambo. Big thanks to all of you out there listening. Thank you for hanging in there with us. I know it's been a minute since we did any shows, um, but you guys know how we do. We'll, we'll always be back. We'll always do some more stuff. So we appreciate you hanging out. Uh, so stay tuned for the next episode. Remember, folks, there are no heights that we can't reach together. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!
did it backwards because you did do it backwards. That's okay. I don't podcasting's hard. 